Hello, everyone, and welcome to Thrifters Villa, a podcast for resellers and entrepreneurs. I'm Daniela, and today I am joined by Danielle. Hello, Danielle. <laughs> so Danielle is here for another motherhood episode. I know you guys are really enjoying this series, so we are bringing one more before the season closes out. Uh, so Danielle, people may not know who you are, and you should share a little bit about yourself with them. Give us a little backstory, how you get into reselling, and a little bit of everything. All right, cool. Uh, my name is Danielle, and I am a stay-at-home mom, homeschooling mom, to an eight-year-old and a four-year-old. Um, I started reselling in 2017. Okay. Um, I think, like, January 2017, and I started on Macari. Um, before that, I was a special educator, and I was getting my master's degree um, and getting dual certified in um, biology and special education um, and psychology. I think I can't remember. I had to be, it was, it was a mess. Um, but then I got knocked up <laughs> <laughs> and I had to, um, so I worked through uh, my pregnancy and then um, I had him early. So I had my oldest early, he was a preemie. Um, and even then childcare costs more than mm. what I was making. And then we had to be in lockdown when he got out of the NICU um, for, because it was RSV season, which we're in right now, <laughs> right now, um, but it's really bad this year. Um, and then, yeah, so I was just stay at home mom and it was like super boring. <laughs> I was like, you know, going through stuff. And my friend was like, try selling on Macari and I Why Macari? Yeah, I was like, things are selling. This is weird. Um, and then I found Poshmark and I started mm. there. And then uh, we had a tree fall on our house in 2018. Yeah. Ooh, girl. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we are still dealing with it. Like lawyer letters today even. Um, but we were out of our home then for three years um at that point we were seeing an apartment so I couldn't resell for that whole time um and so my Poshmark closet was on vacation mode for three years wow <laughs> that's a long um, time <laughs> I know it was crazy and then I came back and then um we when we moved back home and I was like I really I really missed it mm. and I you know I just took it off like I went through all inventory um, that was salvageable. Like I threw bags of stuff away. Um, and things were just selling and I'm like, okay, all right, here we go. So yeah, that was March, 2021 when we moved back. And I don't think I turned my closet back on until maybe August, 2021. Um, and then it just snowballed again. And I was like, I forgot how much I adored this. I love it. And, um, going sourcing um and then things changed during the pandemic where mm -hmm. you could source online and so sourcing online because as a mom it's hard to get out with two little ones um when my oldest was younger it was a lot easier to get out with him because he would be like I love your dresses mommy yeah. and so <laughs> I take him to the thrift store and he'd help out and my youngest is like 
a hurricane on wheels. (laughs) (laughs) We we, we can't really do that. Um, And so, but it's also, oh my gosh, I'm going to go on so many tangents. It's totally fine. We digress a lot here. (laughs) Fine. Uh, But yeah, that's how I started, I guess. Wait, I have a question for you. What kind of items were you originally selling and did the, and has that stayed the same now, present day? Like when uh, you started back in 2017, did you like source things out of your closet? Like how did you yes. decide that? So I started sourcing with things like from our home. I was mm-hmm. like, let's declutter. Like I, I was like, I love to clean and I love to declutter and like things are selling and then I'd be like oh okay um I take my youngest to the thrift store and then I'd find like weird stuff like it was weird um like a compass and a wallet I don't know I remember I sold that it was really weird somebody was like the compass doesn't work I I don't know um (laughs) but yeah clothes and but I was like sourcing like (sighs) mall brands Mm. just really basic things but they were selling and I wasn't steaming stuff uh you know things I like steam pay- stuff now so I'm like fan- like fanatical about it now like now I'm like I look back at some of my old pictures and I'm like oh I should have steamed it uh- <laughs> it depends on the piece it depends on the piece um I think it depends on what you source and what you sell. Like, yeah. I think that plays a big part in it too. Like, what is it that you're, that's moving for you? Cause like my stuff that's new with tags that I find, I don't necessarily do much to them. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it depends. I mean, it's just, right. I'm honest. It depends on my mood, how busy I was that week. Like, you know, sometimes yeah. I steam, sometimes I don't. Well, and that's like, I'm looking for shortcuts now because I've been the past, I don't know, six months or so. I've been such a perfectionist Mm. and it takes so long to list. So here's a question for you. (laughs) How are you able to be a perfectionist in reselling while you have two little ones? Because I can tell you right now, I'm a perfectionist and it's hard for me to be a perfectionist at the point of my reselling journey with certain things because I just don't have the time and I don't have children yet. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Because that's pretty amazing that you're able to keep up with that. <laughs> it's hard. Um, I usually do, like, most of my work when my kids are in bed. So mm. my husband will take the kids to bed. Um, and then I'm like, okay, I'm working. Or as soon as he's off work, I'm like, okay, peace out. I'm going up to the office and I'm working. Um, I don't do it during the day. Yeah. And I kind of, what helps me too as a mom is thinking about it being my job too, that being a job. So that I, I think is so fact- important, Danielle, because mm-hmm. I, I think we have to allocate those roles to ourselves, no matter where you are in your journey in motherhood or not in motherhood. It, it doesn't matter wherever you are in life. Like, I think if we allocate titles almost to ourselves and put ourselves in that mode, it helps us kind of create that like okay I'm working now right like or I'm okay now I'm working out or now I'm doing this whatever this hobby is right like I think it's good to do that to like set that boundary for yourself and that's because if I don't and sometimes I'll get out of that mode and then I'm frustrated like the kids are screaming they're whining I'm losing my mind but I'm like 
my job right now is to love them and to educate them. And this is my job. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when my husband's off work and then I'm like, mommy's off the clock. And then I come up and I do my reselling. Um, (laughs) It's nice that you're able to do that though. You know, that's nice. And that it's been really nice with my husband's change of jobs because before like he would work, you know, 12 hours a day, like on site. And then it's an hour commute each way. Um, And then on the weekends, it'd be me. Okay, like, let me do this for myself. And that's, that's what the reselling is. It's for me. It's my thing. It's something I can do. I'm making money doing it. um, And I can close the door. And nobody's allowed to bother mommy. Mm -hmm. Um, But sometimes I'm like, hey, guys, come look at this funny shirt. And then they come running up and they're like, oh, you know. (laughs) Yeah. And now that they're a little bit older, too. I mean, the oldest you said was how old? Eight? Eight. And the youngest is four, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So, I mean, even for the eight-year-old, like, I feel like when they get to that age, because I see it with my niece, that, like, eight to ten age frame, like, they're a little more interested in things that are a little different or they, like want to understand the concept of work and what this means and it's it, it's like it, they're like little adults they're little teenagers yeah. and they're starting to understand that concept teenager. of it yeah I'm like, oh they're geez. little teenagers already <laughs> yes um when he was like three and he would go to the first stores with me it was like look at mommy's pretty dresses yeah. you know and he would call everything pretty dresses and um now he's like why do I have to wake up? <laughs> yeah, it's true. But you can earn you can earn yourself an allowance, my friend, if you want to help mom. <laughs> yes. Well, we do. So we don't do an allowance. We do uh, what's called a special bag. Ooh. Okay. And so what's I can go off on so many tangents, but let's talk about funny- the special bags. I'm sure some moms are interested in that. <laughs> so the special bag is. Um, they got really into the blind bag and the blind toy stuff. Um, and that's because sometimes I, you know, let them watch YouTube because, you know, mommy's just not. <laughs> mommy a- needs a break. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I found this lady in my neighborhood who would sell, like she would coupon these toys and sell them super cheap. And guess what? She's also a top seller on Poshmark. I just found that out a couple nice. weeks ago. So I have another local thrifting friend. Um, but I put them in a bag. And whenever they do anything that's unexpected or above and beyond, and it's random, like it's not every time they do it, yeah. mommy will be like, do you want something from the special bag? You earned a special bag toy. So they get to pull out, you know, like a little masham or something. Oh, nice. as, you know, a smaller blind, like one of those blind bag toys. Um, and so that helps a little bit with the motivation because they don't know when they're going to get it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we also do, oh my gosh, I'm such a hippie with my kids. <laughs> I'm like a hippie. I don't look like a hippie. Um, but we do unschooling mostly, which is like child-led learning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do like gentle and attachment parenting as much as I can, but sometimes you will, you will catch me yelling at my kids because I'm human. Um, <laughs> it's just normal. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I, I have said one time, I was like, why are you guys being assholes? And I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
but yeah, motivating is big. Like yeah. trying to and um keeping them occupied. And I'm thinking about like my first live sale on Poshmark. And it was at 12 30 uh PM, like on a Saturday, just a couple weeks ago. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is gonna go so bad. Like the kids, kids are home, husband's home, too yeah. many dynamics. Yeah. Birds, the parrots, the dogs, you know, the cat, my cats can open the door. Um, <laughs> and, but Josh, my husband took them upstairs into our bedroom and they watched me live on his phone. Oh, how nice. And they loved it. And so when it was done, my four-year-old came running down. He said, I didn't know that Bob was new with tags. Now I'm super assisted. <laughs> But how fun is that, like, yeah. that they're able to watch you and see what mommy does. And even though it's, like, not the traditional way of what we see as right. work, right? It's still work. It's still your yeah. job. And it's you're still able to be mom and homeschool them and do all of that. And they'd be like, look at this cool thing that mom does, too. Yeah. It's it's her other job. Besides taking care of you, this is what mom does. And I think that's, like, the just the most beautiful thing when it comes to reselling or any type of content creation, whatever it is that you, that people do from home and they're able to have these moments with their children and watch their children grow and be a part of it all, but still be able to do stuff to make them feel fulfilled. Cause I think if that's, that's probably as a, as a woman in, in general, whether mm-hmm. you're a mom or not, you want that fulfillment for yourself. And the, identity, the identity is yes. Is- huge is like with womanhood and with motherhood like who are we really and who are we conditioned to think we are you Mm -hmm. know yeah I mean I think we catch ourselves too where we kind of as women niche ourselves into these roles that we think that we're supposed to be in like Mm -hmm. I even catch myself well I mean it's also a cultural thing so like first generation Italian I grew up in that very traditional Italian family where the wife mom whatever did xyz and like i catch myself doing that all the time because that's just how i grew up and but there are aspects of it that i love that i would never change because i enjoy doing it and it's that i get joy out of doing and yes it's beneficial for others in the home but like i actually like doing it Um, but then there's aspects of that i sometimes i sit back and i'm like wait why do i have to do this all why can't i help uh, teach someone else to help me with this why do I have to do it what like yes. what rule book does it say <laughs> that I have to do this and and you know I think a lot of us as women struggle with that balance especially when you become a mom mm-hmm. because as a mom there's these very traditional things that is kind of expected of a mom and I mean, you can go as far down as like the way that you, you know, decide to feed your baby, the way that you wake up. Do Are you the one that wakes up in the middle of the night all the time? Like there's all these no. nuances, <laughs> right? But there are some people that yeah. that's the way they decide that's to do it. Yeah. And I think we have to understand the reason why I love the motherhood series is like everyone does it different. Yeah. And there's no right or wrong. And I think it's so important for, for us in our community as resellers because we have so many moms in our community. We have so many stay-at-home moms or stay-at-home caregivers or stay-at-home mm-hmm. parental figures of some sort. It doesn't have to be mom yeah. and dad. It can be whatever it is. Um, and I just, <laughs> yes. And I just feel like it's 
it's fine to do it your own way whatever yeah. that is and whatever works too yes and that's, you know t- like running your household or does everything have to be perfectly clean all the time no it just mm-hmm. has to work it has to work for you um and that's what i strive to like do we have a pile of stuff on the stairs that needs to go upstairs yes we do but you know what i know exactly where it's right there and it works like the household it works and Mm -hmm. yeah if you go into somebody else's you might be like what is this what's going on here um but in our home it's yeah some things are a little messy like but i know where it is Mm -hmm. i know where everything is and that's Mm -hmm. also the emotional labor too where i'm like oh noted you know my child's t-rex toy is in the left corner of the playroom, like mm-hmm. noted when they asked for it. Mm-hmm. And then I noticed like my husband wasn't raised that way. Like he, you know, he's like, Oh, where is everything? And, or he'll he put laundry away. And I'm like, you mixed up the kids clothes because my oldest is very tiny and my youngest is very large. So mm-hmm. they're the same size, <laughs> but I'm like, and I, I have said to him, you don't want to, you wouldn't want to wear your brother's underwear, would you? You know, Mm. but it's, I categorize everything in my head and he doesn't, but that also really helps me with the reselling. I was just going to say, that's great for reselling. Exactly. Um, I remember like small details about things. So if somebody asked me a question about an item and I'm like, oh yeah, absolutely. I got you. I know. You know, mm-hmm. I have the answer to that. It's um, I ask so like, my sister and I have this conversation all the time. You say like categorizing things in your head. Yeah. I can the way that me and my sister describe to each other sometimes it's like we can literally see time in our brain. Like mm-hmm. the way we segment everything is like, okay, it's twelve o'clock. By twelve oh five I need to have this done. By twelve twelve I can then move on to this. That's how my brain works. Yeah. And some and like my my husband's brain kind of works that way, but not really. I'm like mm-hmm. No, this is like, it's, it's, I can literally see it in my head and I can't describe it any other way, but like time is segmented in a certain way and the task is associated with that time. And yep. if I'm even a second off of it, like it doesn't ruin my day, but I'm like, okay, now I got to make up time in a different way. <laughs> but I do the same thing with reselling where I'm like, okay, I have these 20 items. It's whatever time it is. I'm going to go until this time. Then once I'm done with that, then we're going to put everything away. And then I think that should take me to this time. And like... That's the way. So I basically schedule block in my head without actually schedule blocking. I no, I totally get that. I get that. Um, but I'm really not good at staying on top of it. <laughs> like, I'm, you know, just thinking, okay, I have this thing at this time. And then somehow I lose like 10 minutes. <laughs> and I'm like, what but do I you do? lose the 10 minutes because of the kids or are you just losing 10 minutes because you're getting off task? Both. Because Probably. I feel like as a mom, right, like your brain's going to go in a hundred different directions because, okay, I'm in the middle of doing this task, but oh, wait, I forgot that my oldest has soccer at at 5 p.m. And I, I did not wash his clothes for that. I got to go no, run yeah. downstairs. You know what I mean? Like, yes. I feel like there are so many things that yeah. like your brain almost has to be scattered as a mom. Well, and they, it's so funny because um, I was meeting a friend who I met at the thrift store uh, nice. over a vintage Christian Dior blouse. Um, and 
so a she friendship bought... made in heaven. Exactly. <laughs> so we, um, she bought some things from me and I was going to go meet her yesterday. And I know it takes so long to get out of the house with the kids. And I'm like, okay. And it literally took us an hour, like go potty and then everybody go pee, put your socks on, put your shoes on. You know, I got to take the dogs out, you know, Lola's got to go in the crate. We got to, you know, make sure the birds are okay. Like so much. Um, And then some, you know, the youngest beat his pants and re-changing and everybody Mm -hmm. put your jackets on. And so going out of the house and then her job ran longer than she thought. And she messaged me and she's like, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, it's cool. And then we just went through McDonald's and we got McDonald's. And I'm like, this is, it, you know, it took us an hour to get out of the house for a trip up the street. Mm-hmm. Like. And yeah. trying to balance that while being <laughs> a business owner. I yeah. want to talk about, we'll go back into motherhood in a second, but I want to yeah. kind of like rewind a little bit. You when you had messaged us, you talked about your apothecary business. So let's talk about that because she is not just a reseller friends. (laughs) She does something else too. (laughs) So yeah. Um, really into herbalism and stuff like that. I am not, I guess, professionally trained. I'm all Mm self-learned. Um, there is nothing wrong with being (laughs) self-learned. So, but that was like pandemic. That was my special interest. And we were in the apartment out of the house during um, the height of the pandemic, but we had this really great patio. And so I got like, I was like, oh my gosh. And all over the apartment, I had grow lights, growing herbs all over the apartment. It looked like a pot den. So you Um, weren't reselling, but you decided to fill your apartment with all herbs. You could do your apothecary. So you filled your reselling void with that. Yeah, I did. And um, it was a lot of fun i really enjoy i also beekeep i'm a beekeeper oh that's so cool beekeeping to me is fascinating you have to be trained in that though i know they have classes on that you can't yeah you can't take classes so i was supposed to the year that the tree fell i was supposed to get my bees the next spring but then we were house for three years so then i did an extra three years of research um This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. I like... I can go off on a tangent on that with the beekeeping, but I do a lot of stuff um, with like propolis, which I get from my mentor, uh, my beekeeping mentor, who is, she is, I guess, formally educated with it. She's a master beekeeper um, and a female beekeeper, which is really awesome. And I yeah. think really important. Um, so I make like propolis tinctures, obviously like um, I, had my first year getting honey this year. Nice. I had to, I did it. Um, my dad was dying and I kept bees with my dad and, um, I have bees out at my parents, now my mom's house. Um, and I still call it my parents' house too. Don't worry. I don't say mom. I said parents. (laughs) Parents. Um, and cause he's still there. 
he had, so I took the day that my dad had to go to the hospital, I was extracting the, the honey frames. And so I made sure that I got all that honey um, and he got to taste it. And so that oh, was that's really, so special. Yeah. In the hospital. That's it, it wonderful. Was, um, but <laughs> it's okay. I get emotional talking about my dad too. It, it'll be five years next year and it still hits the same way as it did five years ago. I feel so like I get it. Denial. Like, you know, with mm. that, like it was just July um, and on my youngest birthday. Mm. <laughs> um, I get it. I get but, it. So yeah, I'll do, I do stuff like, um, bee ball, my bee better balm. I love it. It's propolis. I order in, um, like organic manuka honey, um, beeswax, uh, and then I do Egyptian geranium, um, and calendula and it's, it smells really good. And like, it's great for like healing any abrasion, anything like that. It's one of my favorite products. Um, but I make a ton of stuff, teas, all that, um, but now here's the thing with Airmaid Apothecary is I'm really uncomfortable promoting my own stuff. I was just going to say, <laughs> do you have an Etsy store? What I is it? I was going to start it. Uh, and then there was something like there was like a hang up with like the micro um, transactions that they do. And then I never called and I was like, that's okay because it's, I put so much heart and soul into it that if somebody didn't like it, I think I would be heartbroken. Like any of my products, um, I think I would crap. Like I would just be like, oh my God. And well, so it's your the, baby. Yeah. And, but with the reselling, I'm like, I didn't make that sweater. You cannot <laughs> like it as much as you want. <laughs> well, I can tell you personally, as someone who looks for those type of products, <laughs> I would buy some from you. Oh, so wow. you <laughs> should definitely try opening what's the harm that you can do put two products right. up start with two and then go from there build a customer base and i mean there's just so many this is what i love about reselling is like it starts as one thing but then we all find these other little mini passions that we have and we can build it because we have the knowledge because of reselling on how to own these other businesses like i just think why not put two of them on there? Like you're tried and true that you know that works and that you're comfortable with putting on there do it. What what is the worst that can happen? That's true. Someone leaves a, a bad review. Okay, it's gonna happen. People leave bad reviews on every company's That's website. That's true. It's just like it's their opinion. I like before I make a product, I like sanitize everything. My whole kit. Like I mean, it's hours and hours and hours of work. And then if somebody was like, you know, you're bee balm smells like buttholes i think i would just go cry you know <laughs> or here's another option if you don't want to go the online route yet and you kind of want to see what people are thinking you could go to craft shows right yeah. you can go to any of those craft fairs art fairs you could see if there's like a local company like a spa or a oh, local I hair have... salon I, what my most successful thing has been is actually I took a beekeeping class at the store. Um, it's called two hens feed and bees. I think I can't remember. She's going to kill me. Her name's Monique. She's amazing. Um, but going like she put my stuff up and it sell, it sold really well, but I'm paying commission and right. it's a 
it's a good chunk of commission. Um, and so that's a hard part. And so with like my propolis tincture, uh, for instance, like I've got to share that profit with my mentor and then I'd have to pay commission on it. But, you know, I, I put the work into it and then I bought all the supplies, like the labels and the bottles, you know, mm -hmm. and the seals. And, and I'm like, I might, you know, I might get like $2 a bottle and I'm like, Ooh, I don't know about that. Um, and so to me, like I want, I love it. It's my baby. I love my logo. I love everything about it but I haven't been putting work into it because I think reselling is really where my heart is. Yeah. Uh, you the know, the carries more of like your special mm, interest. Yeah. It's <laughs> like this extra, how I just had the word in my head and it literally just escaped. I can't think of it, but basically <laughs> what you said, like it's, it's your yeah. hobby, something you enjoy doing, but it's right. not something that you necessarily want to profit off of. It's something that you want to enjoy. You want to share it with people, but it's the money is not where it's not the one that's paying the bills essentially. Exactly. Right? Yeah. The reselling is paying the bills and the apothecary is eating them, um, <laughs> is making them. <laughs> um <laughs> that's funny. especially those bees oh my gosh bees are more expensive than children I think <laughs> <laughs> they're also very hard to take care of so yes yeah, yeah very yeah. very difficult to take care of you gotta keep those alive too um <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's not just the kids <laughs> I know I gotta get well and I mean we have chickens we have oh, three nice. dogs four cats two macaws um, How do you I, have four cats and they don't attack the macaws? That's what I want to know. I don't know. We are very lucky. And um, they play with, especially Lucky, my parrot, my macaw, um, they get along. They wow. play together. The, the cats don't care. But the macaws are bigger than they are. Well, okay. Well, so, this is true. They're pretty big. So they're probably petrified got, of it. They got scary <laughs> nails and a big old beak. Yeah. Like, they're, they're fine. Um <laughs> Nix, uh, when she was a kitten, would actually jump into Lucky's cage and push out her tray on the bottom so Lucky could escape. <laughs> How cute. They're partners in crime. I love that. I love when yeah. animals that shouldn't be getting along get along. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's a whole life. And we were like fostering guinea pigs. And, you know, we foster for a long time. And uh, I had to give that up because I'm a failure and I just want to keep them all. Um. Clearly, <laughs> given the amount of animals that you have. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, um, and also like my dad was sick and stuff and yeah. my husband's like, obviously I put too much on my plate. And so he's like, you have to let some stuff go, Yeah. Let some which stuff is go. actually one of the questions that we have here. So as a mom and a business owner and a hobbyist of various <laughs> things. How do you, how do you figure that out in your life? How do you differentiate? Like these are the things that I absolutely have to do in a day to day, which obviously homeschooling is one of them, right? Like educating mm -hmm. your children, however that looks for you. And then how do you say, okay, I, I have to let some of this go, even though I really enjoy it. How has that transition been for you? Like, I know your children are a little bit older, but from when they were younger, when you started this reselling journey to now, what, what does that look like for you? Oh, chaos. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, but that's honesty. And I'm glad that you yeah. said it because I think it'd be fa I think it would be absolutely false if you're like, it was fine. I mean, I just took things out. You know, that's not true. And it's hard too, because like, I feel like being a stay at home mom and I love, I love being a stay at home mom, but I need identity um, for me and kind of balancing like going over into my identity like oh I do animal rescue and I'm a beekeeper and I have an apothecary business and I resell and I do all this I can't have that much identity like I can't I have to pull it back um and so that looked like to me like okay I love all of these things like we have this house where all these animals get along together and we've talked about maybe fostering another dog dogs are pretty easy they're not kittens whatever um <laughs> kittens like, are much harder to take care of when you're fostering right. yeah so possibly like another adult dog we'll see but I you know I have to look at myself and be like I cannot do it all and I cannot do it all well and that's so I've taken I've pulled back from airmaid apothecary like I can't like what really brings me the most joy mm. what is also giving me validation and um so yeah, during the day hours, I am mom, homeschool teacher, you know, fostering learning, doing everything that I can. And then in the evenings, I am doing reselling, you know, doing whatever emotional labor tasks need to be done at the same time. So, you know, Christmas shopping, um, thinking what the animals need. My husband's been really great, like uh, ordering animal food, like staying on top of that. Like he cleans the litter boxes, like he cleans the bird cages. Like, um, it's realizing where my limits are mm. and it sucks. And it's sad. Like we grew up being taught that we could have it all. No, 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 no. You can have a little bit and you could have it all, but you're going to suck at every little piece. And it's where do you want to excel and where do you want to put your energy? And for me, um, it's my family, which includes my animals and my bees mm -hmm. um, and reselling. I think like I'll, I'll give out like, I mean, if somebody's listening and they want to buy some airmed stuff, yay, I'll give it to you at sale price because I think, I think I need to let that go. Um, yeah. As much as I loved it, as much as it was my baby, like, it's a lot of work it's a lot yeah. of dishes it's a lot of cleaning <laughs> yeah it's just a lot of everything and I have a friend who um yeah. she was a personal trainer yoga instructor kind of mm -hmm. looked at functional fitness and now yoga instruct was yoga instructor then had a baby who had um very immunocompromised was in and out of the yeah. hospital for a long time um had to have different types of transfusions and surgeries and I mean just very sick baby. Um, mm -hmm. Didn't know if he was going to make it to his second birthday, basically. And she, at that point, made it her life's mis mission to find products that were clean and natural and that things that her baby could use without yes. compromising him anymore. So she Good. started her own um, lotion and bar soap line and kind of like a whole body care thing, which uh -huh. has been a labor of love. She has quit everything else in her life. And that's all that she does. She just recently opened up a storefront. 
She's oh at <laughs> weekend flea markets and stuff, selling her things, art fairs, everything you can, that, that has now become her passion, but it took her a couple of years to kind of balance out. Okay. I'm a mom and I really need to be a mom. Like that is yeah. my number one priority because my child yeah. is very sick and I need to make sure that we can get over this, right. What we're going through right now, as much as she loved yoga and everything else, she kind of had to set that aside because mm-hmm making products that actually worked for her son were more important to her. And then from that became this, okay, but other people probably need this Mm -hmm. as well. So from that, I completely understand what you're saying. Like, cause I know how hard it is for her to create those products. And I know how long it takes. She posts videos of it. Like she makes reels of it. Like how long it takes her to make a really fancy looking bar of soap. That's really pretty. Like so much work hours. (laughs) Hours and days to create those bars mm-hmm. of soap that are beautiful and that yes, maybe are ten dollars. Like six dollars. Yeah. Something yep. super cheap to keep up with, you know, to be competitive. Mm-hmm. And I that's that's the hardest part for me too, is the amount of money or like for me, I was trying to do everything from things that I had grown personally. So my own herbs, my own um plants everything and so I would have to grow them and then process them you know dry Mm -hmm. them and then you know extract them and then make this product and then be like get to the point where I'm like I guess I gotta sell it and then people like hey hey guys I got this propolis tincture you know or whatever like you know this geranium tincture or this comfrey massage oil like and it it just it's so like I get to that point I'm like I can't do it like it's purely marketing myself and my own product that I made by myself and I'm just like they're all gonna hate me what was that was that like an Adam Sandler or something <laughs> they're all gonna hate you yeah. um <laughs> and like doing the clothing I'm like I didn't create that clothing you can disconnect care. from it. Exactly, exactly. And I can't disconnect from my products because, yeah, I think about like when Sebastian was a baby and he had a lip tie. And I mean, he nursed every 45 minutes. I didn't sleep more than 45 minutes, yeah. like blocks. Um, and so I made catnip oil and boom, it helped so much. Huh. But then there's also, so there's... um some legislation and stuff coming down now where if you make herbal products as well like you have to send it off to a lab yeah uh, which didn't used to be the case but i can't afford that i can afford that it costs yeah now that. you're talking oh. patents and trademarking yeah. and getting you know all, all those things in place because the federal government is getting involved yeah now. yeah and I, I get I it um and so i rather just you know give it to friends and family. I mean, if somebody wants to come on before January <laughs> and buy stuff, I'll give you a heck of a deal because I spent a lot of money inside making it. Um, well, all but- of Danielle's information will be in the show notes. You can go to her Instagram and you can message her if you're looking for it. Because I know for me personally, I am always looking for those kind of products. I actually just recently, going totally off topic here, but it's fine. Okay, I recently fine. just um, purchased products by a company called Primely Pure. 
and yeah, they right. came in them they came in the mail yes two days ago and i've been looking forward to them the reason why i gravitate towards it is because they actually focus on women who are breastfeeding or oh. are trying to get pregnant so fertility um those who are pregnant so their ingredients everything's all natural it's all and when you smell it you smell the natural goodness you know. you know? yes <laughs> yes it's got that earthy smell and i love it my husband can't stand it, but I love it. Um, <laughs> oh, I know that feeling so much. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I, I know that like for me who I'm autoimmune, I've have autoimmune conditions. I have fertility issues. Like there's all these different things where I've had to eliminate so many things that I once enjoyed, but now I realize how detrimental they were to me and my body and everything and trying to be as clean as possible and all yeah. that. I am always looking for products like what you make. The problem I is. I will send you some stuff for Christmas, girl. Oh my goodness! I <laughs> well, I appreciate I that. <laughs> but I love that, and I and I think there is a market for it. But I do understand where you're saying, like, I have to let it go because now these these restrictions are going to start yeah. coming down. And how am I ever going to do it without an investor? Yeah, I I'm need not- someone to come in and invest. Otherwise, I can't make it happen unless you dump all of your reselling money that you make into now this other project that you have. Yeah. So then. At what point? And then I don't have the time. Well, that too. Yeah. You know, the, I think there's that balance, and that that's what you're that's where you're falling in. And I think all of us at some point struggle with that. Other moms have been on here too that were full time reselling and now have babies. They're like, I can't full time resell. I can't do what I did, and now I have to somehow learn this new identity that I have. That okay, what I once did is no longer me. So who am I? And like, yeah what am I doing with myself? And I think yeah. that's probably one of the biggest struggles that us women or men um, have when it comes to being a parent is. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You kind of lose that aspect of yourself and, and you then, lose all of that. I don't know. I call I called it um, crawling out of the ditch. I mean, that's a good way to put it. And finding myself again and my own like identity and who I was aside from being a mom and um, aside, you know, being a wife, whatever, being a wife, it's Josh is my husband, whatever. (laughs) But not losing that either. Right. Like there's, there's so many components to it. And so when you first became, when you first became a mom, you were not reselling yet. Right. Correct. So you mm-hmm. started reselling when your son was three. And mm-hmm. I'm sure for you at that point, it was like reselling is almost like my escape. I get to be exactly. a normal human for a little bit. But and then remember- when, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to be, go off on another tangent. Go ahead. I was gonna, like, I remember like, yeah, taking him to the thrift store with me, coming home. I had like my mannequin set up in our bedroom and I would put on story bots. Mm-hmm. and she would watch story bots and I would take pictures and I wasn't steaming at that point like you know my lighting wasn't great but it was fun and he would see me having fun and enjoying yep. it 
and being like, mommy stresses, mommy stresses. And so I was like, yeah, that's mommy's dresses. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mommy's an entrepreneur. Mommy's doing her own thing, making her own money. There's a child that just walked in here and I don't know why. (laughs) Why are you in bed? Your daddy has your toothbrush over there. The things children need from their moms. I know. Daddy has your toothbrush in mommy's bathroom. Why? I was chasing. I thought he was asleep. Good night. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Love you. He's like, I heard you say story box. Oh. (laughs) I saw a little, like, shadow. Little feet. Is that my cat? Breaking in. That's funny. That's just we that's the realness we keep here. Yeah. That's just what it is when you're a mom. Like, mommy, where is this? Yeah. <laughs> Only well, you I'm know. Like... <laughs> so he has, oh gosh, he's really into this video game Splatoon. And so they have a um like special salmon run thing. I don't really understand, but it started at seven tonight. And so I told my husband, I was like, let him play the game for a little bit before he falls asleep. And so I guess he is still awake. Definitely yeah. playing the game. <laughs> It's okay. It's Friday night. He can stay up a little bit later. Yes. So here's my question to you, Danielle. (laughs) Right. So you've got this apothecary business that you're, you're probably going to let go. Yeah. I think Because you can't really do it anymore. What's one or two things you absolutely will not let go and you won't let your mom duties get in the way of like, it could be like a self-care thing. It could be something you enjoy doing, like going for hikes or, or reading certain books or something like what is the Danielle needs to do this because it makes her feel like Danielle. Um, my critters, yeah, uh, my animals can, um, oh my gosh. Isn't it a hard question? Everyone that we ask this question to struggles because they're like, oh, wait, I have to actually think about me, myself, and I? Okay. Does beekeeping count in? Of course. It's therapeutic to you. That's your your thing. And reselling. (laughs) Do you think reselling will eventually become more for you once your youngest gets a little older? Like, do you think it will? Or do you think you'll always keep it at the way that it's at? Um, well, or what's your vision, I guess, is what I should say. Well, I've been going the past few weeks, I guess, maybe the past month or two. I don't know. Um, I've been kicking it up and into like super high gear. Um, and I was like, oh my gosh, I need to think of like a perfect name, you know, to do this. And I thought of one. Um, and then I started eBay. I was always so scared to do eBay. And then I was like, Oh, it's so easy. Why didn't I do eBay? It's what? so easy. All right. I say easy very lightly. It does require some work, but it is a machine that just runs without you having to worry about it. I don't have to do anything. Yes. Like I have, well, I have like a virtual assistant, like I have one shop and it crosses everything for me. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh yeah, I'm not going to do, you know, I'm not going to make any money. And then within two hours, like the kid, you know, I think Sebastian woke me up in the middle of the night, like crying. And I looked at my phone. It was like, you have a sale. And I was like, oh, I listed three things and I already sold. To- and then so I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, that's how eBay works, though. Feed that <laughs> feed the machine and it just keeps on going for you. It likes the attention. Yes, I love it. And then, yeah, so I've been working really diligently at it, like listing. And so my goal um, by the end of the year was to have a thousand listings. 
But the good thing about that is I can't keep a thousand listings in my shop. So yay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that, you know, I, I don't know. I, I really like it. I like, um, it is my breakaway. I like to cook a lot too. Um, and I hadn't done that a lot, uh, since my dad passed. And then I've been finding joy in that again as well. Um, isn't it, and I can speak to this because I've been through it with my dad, but like going through losing a parent, you lose so many joys that you once had that aren't even associated with the parent whatsoever. It's like things that you once enjoyed doing things that you were non-negotiables that you had to, you, you did it. It didn't matter what it was. Yeah. Cooking. Then this massive thing happens in your life. And it doesn't have to to be a death of a parent. It could be anything, but we're speaking to death of a parent and everything stops. Yeah. Everything stops. Those things that once you once enjoyed don't matter anymore. You don't make time for that stuff when it comes to like, so, you know, I, you still have your mom. I still have my mom that like, instinct of one me being the oldest child being like I gotta take care of mom now I gotta make sure she's good I'm always there like always making sure everything's all set do you need any help with anything like what can I do teaching her things that my dad did like your mindset is just completely different so I found that when my dad passed I gave up a lot of so I was a competitive power lifter for a long period of time oh that's so cool (laughs) (laughs) but I let that go other reasons as well it wasn't just that but that was kind of the main thing um i i had to let that go so my dad passed away in may of 2018 i had one competition left i had been training for and i wasn't not going to do it i already paid for it i had trained so hard like i was gonna do and that was gonna be my last my last competition and i left there at peace knowing that it was gonna be my last competition but also struggled because that was my identity for so long. And now having this new identity as a girl who doesn't have their dad anymore at a very young age. I mean, young, I'm 35, but I was, I was younger than I was 30. It always, always feels too young. Too soon, right? It always feels too soon. And there's, there's all these things. And so when my dad, when I stopped powerlifting was when reselling really took over. I was already reselling at that point, but not the capacity that like I am now today. But once I kind of got over that hump of like losing powerlifting, I guess you could say it never really went anywhere. I could do it any time. I just choose not to. Um, Then that's when like reselling filled that void. And so for me, I associate reselling with like this re-energization. I can't even talk. It's Friday night. Rejuvenation. (laughs) Rejuvenation. Something. Rebirth. Rebirth, (laughs) I think is what I wanted to say. But rebirth of like who I was, but in a new form. And and now that it's been, it'll be five years, like I said, um, next year, I feel like reselling is almost kind of coming down a little bit for me. And not that like I'm not stopping. That's not that's not what I'm saying. But like it's not to the height that it was before. Not, I don't need that anymore, right? It's not safe like it was. Right. Now my focus is on kind of getting back into the the fitness world but in a different capacity Ooh, girl. <laughs> now i'm like is this why i'm working so hard yeah <laughs> <laughs> but like i think i'm i think i want to go back into it but in a different way and um i i had an audience on my personal instagram page and i had a lot of friends that were competitive like 
I was building a, the way that I had built a reselling following. I was building that following in my personal life That's with, so with cool. lifting. Right. And then I just completely dropped off the face of the planet. And all those people are like, where the hell did she go? Like, I just don't, I don't post on there anymore. But now I'm like, this year I made it a point to like slowly kind of introduce myself back and be like, hey, I am not where I was before. My journey is completely different now, but I still can be involved in this community even though I'm not competitive. I'm not right. as fit as I used to. I even hate saying that. Like I am now to the point where I don't care that I'm not how I was before because that wasn't necessarily healthy, you know? Right. And um and maybe take that that fitness journey into a different place and start posting about that and posting about, you know, um fertility and posting about changing the way we look at health and what that really means. Like it's not yeah. what's out there in the in you know with social media culture tries to show us like that um that whole liver king thing did you see any of that no i haven't (laughs) okay you can only imagine just go into it go down that rabbit hole (laughs) but like i think grief does that to us to an extent where like we start to lose these components of ourselves gifts it's been a huge shift for yeah because like i would make stuff and take it over like you know for my dad yeah. Um, Cause he, yeah, he was suffering from cancer for two years, esophageal cancer. Um, and it was, and like, I would think about all the time, like making him soups or broths mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, and then you it, go to nothing. It shifts. And mm-hmm. like, you know, my mom was his caretaker and my sister lives closer and her kids are grown up. So it's a lot easier for her and her husband to help. Um, and so, but I always thinking, you mm-hmm. know, like always like, and, and Thanksgiving, like I make, you know, like cardamom, apple pie, like things like that. And my other family members won't eat it, but my dad was always like, Oh yeah, love it. He like dad <laughs> always loved my cooking. And so like shifting with that is really hard. And um yeah, like I think the first time like I made the I, yeah, it was the first time I made dessert or anything was right before Thanksgiving since he passed. And that was that's my jam. That was my hobby. Like mm-hmm. that was my release. I'd listen to like a nice like dorky audiobook about fictional witches or something and, and make pie mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I put all of that energy yeah I stopped cooking um my son got diagnosed with a ton of allergies too like right before my dad passed um and that was just like everybody's eating something different I'm just gonna eat Totino's you know yeah. Totino's pizza like whatever and like putting it all into reselling and now it is again like like he talks about the balance, like Mm -hmm. finding the balance that works for me, the balance that works for my business and the balance that works for my family. Um, And it's, it feels like it's constantly tilting. (laughs) It's constantly evolving and it constantly changes. And you even mentioned that you started doing live sales. And I feel like that adds a totally different component when it comes to selling. And so what has your experience been with live selling? And do you think that maybe (laughs) it makes more sense for you to go the live selling route to kind of free up time so you're not listing and steaming and doing all that? Or do you think you find more joy in the traditional way of selling? 
I still think I find more joy in the traditional way of selling. Um, so I've only done three live shows and I will tell you because the third live show was a bust. Like there was three people in, in the show, like consistently. And I knew all of them and they were just my friends. Um, <laughs> and was this on Poshmark or on whatnot? On Poshmark. Okay. I have not done whatnot yet. Um, I guess I have to, I have my whole weird setup back there I mean, now. you don't have to. <laughs> um, I think, I don't know. It, it, I got the nerves over with. So the first weekend and I only did two, I did two shows in one day and I made like $700. And wow. for me, that was amazing. That's great. Yeah. Um, and then I did, I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to be rolling in money, like make it rain. And then I did my next live show on a Tuesday evening. <laughs> and it was like, When everyone is live I, and there's like 50 lives going at the same painful. time. It was so painful. And so I haven't done it since because I was working so hard. Um, and then and my husband and I have the same birthday. We just had our birthday this past week. And I really took um, a lot of time off this week to just hang out with my family. Like, I think I only stayed up working late, like two or th maybe two nights, maybe two nights this week. Um, and yeah, that was it. And whatever, you know, yeah. like, the beauty of reselling, though, where you can take <laughs> that time off yeah. and spend it with your family because can't do that in the traditional working sense, you know, I unless you're watch Krampus last night it was glorious <laughs> I, I think it's I think it, your honesty about live selling is good because we see both sides of it on social media and I think having yeah. these like more raw conversations about it all um really helps us see that it's not always as good as people may make it yeah, out to yeah. be and the time of day you do it really matters and what you're selling matters and who's live at the same time as you can matter. Like yeah. there's so many components. And for me personally, like I feel like if I were in your shoes, would I rather spend the time doing a live for an hour or two hours, however long, and not know if I'm going to make any sales where I could instead put that at less energy into listing and listing. photographing all that, and then have free time to, put my kids to bed and yes. read them a story and, or whatever, you know, whatever to watch a family movie. Watch together. <laughs> yes, exactly. Watch something together. Like I think, especially when, when we are parents finding like, well, what really matters and how much time we allocate yeah. to it. And I think it's good to try things and figure out where it all fits. But I think it's really hard when you have younger children to balance the live selling thing. And I've heard this from other people that have, have even younger children than you. And they, they really struggle with the idea of doing the live sales because it takes so much time away from their babies. Well, I, I look at that too, in a way of live sales are ableist also in a way like you have to, you know, either be neurotypical or able to mask really you know really well um you have to be mobile like you have you know it, I feel like if we're moving in the direction of live sales I feel like it's ableist um because yeah like you have to have sign length like you have to have an area to do it with you know selling traditionally you 
a couple inches or whatever, whatever it takes for your product, you're snapping a photo, you can edit it in photo room, boom, 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 you list it, it's mm -hmm. done. And not everybody can do live sales. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm lucky and I'm privileged and I can, I can do that. Um, it, oh my gosh, it is exhausting as all get out. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I crashed like that Saturday after I did, like I did two. And then I just, I was done. I was like done for the weekend. Like I couldn't do anything. Yeah. Else. Um, but I think if, yeah, like, you know, you have a, a immuno disorder, like it's, ex it will suck the life out of you. Um, mm. because you have to be on point. Um, and then like with my kids and stuff, like I can do like draft listings or, do measurements real quick, write them down, put them in a notepad. And then like my oldest is doing math or whatever, like doing a worksheet. And then I can just be like, click, 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 mm -hmm. listing up, you know, that's so much easier. Um, and I'm really curious how the live sales are going to work out. Um, like, is it going to create this, whole separate like you know classist thing within yeah. reselling I get I, that I <laughs> I think of, people ask me this too and I think and we've had the conversations about this in our Patreon group and our Discord and just in general people have asked me Which, this question I was just talking to Crystal and she was like are you on the Patreon I was like no and she's like get on the Patreon I'm like okay I'm gonna do that sorry, sorry. love my girl Crystal she's always promoting the Patreon <laughs> no but this is a conversation that we have we've had in the discord on the patreon and just in general right with people i've had this conversation like do you think reselling in the traditional sense is going to disappear and that we're gonna have to all be in this live selling thing the answer is no no it's never going to go away um i don't care how big live selling gets you're always going to get the traditional buyer that just wants what they want yep they're i know from a perspective of people from from even myself but people outside of reselling they don't want to sit in a live show for an hour or two. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Searching or hoping or to find an item in a show, going to clicking on different, the average person wants what they want and they're going to look for it. If yeah. they happen to see that someone's live and they're auctioning a piece that they're looking at, they may hop on to see that. But like, I know for a fact, because I've asked people that I work with, I'm like, hey, there's this thing in reselling because they all know that I resell. There's yeah. a thing in reselling called live shows. Have you guys seen it? They're all like, no, what is a live show? So I explained to them, they're all like, who has time for that? These are all women or men with, with kids. And they're like, yeah. who has time for that? I get home from work. I got to make dinner. We got to eat. Got to get the kids showered. Got to go to bed. I got to make lunches. And then I got to go to bed. Like, I don't have time for that. So I don't foresee it taking over. I do think you will have, like you said, two classes, right? You'll have the mm -hmm. live selling resellers and then you'll have the traditional and you have those that kind of are blended. Right. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's right. totally fine to have those, 
those because everyone's going to excel differently. Some people really excel at the live aspect. They excel at talking to people and having these conversations and engaging and being, you know, the term that we've kind of used um, on the podcast and, you know, with other discussions is like very QVC, right? Like, have like yeah. having that type of personality that's kind of the way that we yeah, that you describe the it vibe so hard <laughs> i know the people have said that too it, it it can give off that feel right but i think certain like there's one guy for example i will watch him if he's i don't watch past shows i don't watch what not shows but there is one individual that i will watch and his name is elliot and he sells luxury bags and he knows how to sell a luxury bag he can I sell he is so good. He will constantly have two to 300 people in his show. And he is just, he is a performer. He is oh. meant for this. He is so oh. good at it. And he will sell almost all his items. And they're all luxury oh. items, but they all have, some are damaged, some need right. repair, but people are willing to pay for it because yeah. it's a luxury piece, right? So he's niched himself in this very, very specific way. He is the only person that will keep my attention. He is the only one. And I love everyone that I have watched. I love you all. Please do not take this personally. <laughs> but it is very hard to keep interview. my attention for a live show because in my brain, because I'm a Capricorn and I'm type A, I'm thinking I have 85 other things that I need to do. Need to do and I don't have time for this. Multitasking. Yep, I don't have time for this. So while, yes, I think there's a time and place for it, I think it's great if people want to try it and it works for them. I think after you try it a few times, you really need to analyze what if actually works for me, right? Is it mm -hmm. actually worth it? And is it taking time away from other things that I enjoy? Yeah. Because well, that's I, like I think that's the most important piece. Like right now, hold on, I'm almost over. Maybe you can see it. Maybe, I don't know. This oh, yep. is like live things that like this is my live show rack, and until this stuff sells, I'm not putting it back into my inventory <laughs> because I put so much work into pulling it out, you know, and putting it on this rack. Um, and so I was like joking. I'm like, okay, well, I did my makeup. I had a hair appointment today. Like, I got my hair cut for the first time since 2019. Would you see me like? messing with my bangs over here because I haven't had bangs in like four years um <laughs> and I'm like okay I'm gonna do a live show like after I do the podcast um because I'm in it and I'm like let's I think this is gonna be like my how do I really feel about it yeah you know like am I gonna make sales did I just make sales the first weekend because they were promoting my first show you know and that's what I'm, I'm thinking like, I'm really terrible at self-promotion. I'm really terrible at like the whole branding. Like I love, um, like following you guys, like, you know, like you have your YouTube and all that, like, and I'm like, that I don't do anything with anymore because I've realized even though I, I am not a mom yet, I need to let that go. <laughs> well, and like, I will do it when I want to do it. I just found galaxy finds like her YouTube and I, I'm just like, why can't I do this? Like, why do I have so much anxiety around? Because we're not promoting. all built to be yeah. like that. Yeah. I don't like to like, self-promote. <laughs> well, then sometimes it's just a matter of doing it. Just like you homeschool yeah. your children yeah, and you true. do that. There's people out there that say, I could never do that. That's yeah. hard. 
I can't. That's completely out of my comfort zone. And you yeah. do it. You know, it's it's different, obviously, self-promotion yeah. and teaching. But it's the same kind of mentality. You took the leap to be a homeschooler. Yeah. And that was, oh, my gosh. I had always thought about being home, you know, homeschooling my children. Um, because I was like, well, I got to use these degrees for something. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tell me about it. Aside from, aside from that. And then... Um, I put my son in preschool and it was like a Christian preschool. We're not Christian, but it was fantastic. Uh, but he couldn't, he has such a hard time with transitions. Like he has SPD and um, he still had a hard time, but he loved making friends and stuff like that. And so when um, he went to kindergarten during the pandemic and it was still virtual, we did public school. Mm. and then it was like October and they're like we're going back to school and I was like no he's not yeah <laughs> so good for close. you um and I was like well you know he was a preemie and his immune system just isn't yeah it, it ain't great um and so I found it, an umbrella it's called good low hugs and is a universalist unitarian unitarian universalist i you you it's you you um and so it's like it's very progressive it's all the religions like it's very diverse and welcoming and loving and um the leader of the umbrella uh she is like a multiple doctorate in education and she's like yeah unschooling and I'm like, hmm, what's that? And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, this is how I was like teaching them, you know, before they're, you know, mm -hmm. age. And I'm like, it works so well. And it makes everybody less stressed out. Like it takes us, like, I'm not like, you need to have that worksheet done in five minutes. Yep. Or you need to write it this way. Like I was picked on my whole life for my handwriting and I'm like, you want to write whatever, however you want. I don't care. However you want to hold your pencil. I don't care because when you grow up, you're not going to be writing. You're going to be typing. Like, you know, as long yep. as you know how to spell it, you want to, I don't care. <laughs> like you do you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a decision. It's a hard decision to make as a parent, right? But it works for you and it works for your lifestyle and you're still able to do the things that you enjoy and they're able to spend time with you. And I think it's great. It's and they still, he's still, um, friends with his pre-K friend and they're, you know, so much alike. And you know, we have other friends at home school and we do play dates and there is a homeschool co-op that we go to and everybody's, um, very like us, I guess. Very yeah. like, hippie mentality in a way but nothing wrong with being a hippie yeah. okay <laughs> yeah i'm like gothic weird unicorn yuppie hippie i don't know i don't know what i am you make your own right you I, I don't none i don't like fitting in bubbles i am in my own little yeah. bubble i am yeah. in the daniella bubble and i'm happy to be here like took me 35 years to be happy with it but i'm happy like, yeah. i'm like one day i'm elvira and the next day i'm you know freaking l woods whatever yeah. <laughs> I can relate. <laughs> I can absolutely relate. Uh, this was such a good conversation, Danielle. Thank you so much for so chatting fun. with me and talking about your experiences and reselling and 
just all the things. I just think it's these real conversations just help everyone else feel like they're normal too. Like we're all in the same boat together. (laughs) We're all a hot mess express guys. It's okay. And sometimes things work and sometimes, you know, they don't and that's okay too. Yeah. (laughs) And it's okay to balance your family. However you want to balance it. I think Danielle's proven that today that this is what works for her family. And who knows what will be five years from now? You just got to learn to adapt, adjust, and... Don't talk to me about teenagers. I am not ready, girl. <laughs> <laughs> you still got a little bit of time. You still have a little bit of time for that. <laughs> um, okay, everyone. We will be back next week with another episode. Danielle's information will be in the show notes, so make sure you go give her a follow on Instagram and reach out to her for apothecary stuff so she can start liquidating that even yeah, though it makes me kind of sad that she's liquidating it but it's okay she <laughs> has to let it go <laughs> all right everyone thank you so much for listening bye